I help and empower women like you to become strong, confident and the very best version of themselves. So if you're ready for a fun, some laughs and to learn about all things training, nutrition, mindset and everything in between, then you've come to the right place. Get ready to become your best self. Hello and welcome to Become Your Best Self with me, Becky. How are we all? Christmas is upon us. It is a week on Sunday. Um, for those of you who didn't know, that is Christmas. It's also three days to my birthday. Basically two days. Basically one day. Because I'm recording this at half past two on Friday the 15th and I turn 30 bitches on Sunday the 17th of December. Um... So yeah, the big 3-0, buzzing, absolutely buzzing for it. I feel like the 30s are going to be the best years of my life. I know who I am, I know what I want, I don't give a fuck. And I hear the Kardashians told me that, oh I've got a story as well quickly, but that 40s are the best years of your lives. So if 40s are the best years of your lives, 30s are going to be fucking brilliant and it only gets better from here. Also, for those of you who don't know what I look like, this might be a bit of an issue for you. Uh, head on to my Instagram, have a look at a pic. Because the resemblance that you're going to hear is absolutely uncanny. Speaking of the Kardashians, my best friend, this little girl, who is quite honestly the love of my life, um, and I don't think, didn't think I could love her more until this happened, pointed to the telly the other day when Kim Kardashian was gracing the screen and said... Fancy Becky. Yeah. I'm just going to pause. Clearly me and Kim Kardashian are sisters. The resemblance is actually uncanny. Same, same skin tone. <laughs> same, same physique. I mean, have you seen my bum? Like, bloody putting Kim K in her paces. Um, I just need to move to LA and be a multimillionaire. That's the only thing I'm really lacking, I feel. Uh, honestly, I nearly whacked myself. Um, but if I look like that to Luna, then that's what matters in my life. That's what matters. Anyway, enough of that. So yeah, that's basically what's up with me at the moment is that my three-year-old thinks I look like Kim K, which I'm like, completely here for. And I turned 30 on Sunday. Dream combination here, bitches. So yeah, so this episode is a Q&A episode. Q&A episode for the first week of Become Your Best Self. So it's the second round. It's the Become Your Best Self Christmas and New Year special, which for those of you who don't know, is my group coaching program. So these are the questions that my clients have asked this week that I get to do a deep dive for you and them on this podcast. So for the first question, I'm not going to go into detail, read word for word what this client's problem and something that she wanted help with was just because it's personal to her and but essentially it was very very clear to me um that in her check-in this week my client was struggling with overwhelm and was really struggling with that with the overwhelming feeling that it that can come when starting a process and because in her mind she couldn't tick all the boxes you have that knee-jerk reaction of just wanting to give up because it's simply just too much and it's just too hard and that is completely normal and that is one of the core reasons I do what I do to try and help these individuals come out of this all or nothing mentality that they're in at the moment because it isn't on or off it's not all or nothing it can be what's manageable for you 
right now. And the thing is, people come into it maybe a little bit blind and it's actually not easy prioritising your health and fitness. It can be, but initially it can be quite hard because building habits, drinking two litres of water, eating five fruit and veg, making time for you, it can actually be quite difficult. But to feel your best and to show up for yourself and to become the best version of you, it is absolutely essential and is something that we should all be able to do. But I'm not going to say it's easy because sometimes it really isn't. But I thought it'd be a really nice opportunity to discuss how to manage overwhelm especially at a time of year when it is so, so busy. We've got so much on our social calendars personally. And to stop that all all or nothing feeling and that feeling of overwhelm, there are some simple things that we can implement um, that will help you with this. So first, what we discussed was just to strip everything back to basics. So when you start with me, there are some habits that I would love you to implement. Um, so these are things like the morning and evening routine, step count, drinking two litres of water a day, eating five fruit and veg a day and some daily movements. But for this client in particular, I've said, let's put everything on hold and let's just focus on drinking as much as you can in the day, preferably around two litres, and then try and think of ways you can add five fruit and veg in daily and then implement some daily movements. This is preferably at the start of the day and that's in place of the morning routine. So for example, 20 squats, 20 press-ups, 20 sit-ups. And the reason why I suggest this be done at the start of the day is because it just sets you up in the right place, in the right frame of mind. And then once we realise that we 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 can achieve this, we can make time for ourselves and these basic things become part of your routine, we can then build on this. So next week, for example, we can implement a step goal and then build up from there. Maybe the week after that, we can look at doing one full body workout a week. Now, I think when I came into being a coach, I would always look at this type of coaching and be like, oh, it's just a bit too nice. But it's really not. It's just being compassionate and helping you as a client find your way and navigate through. And I think as I'm coming to coach more clients, it's kind of made me realise that this is definitely the type of coaching style that I resonate with more. And it really links in lovely with that wanting to stop that all or nothing mindset. Because the core thing is, you need to do what is manageable for you. And something is infinitely better than doing nothing. And having touched in with my client this week, she's feeling so much better because what we've set for her now is actually achievable. And in her lifestyle, she's got two two young children, one very, very young baby. Um, and it's just tweaking those things around you and your lifestyle, which allows you to succeed and not feel like you're quote unquote failing all the time, which can be really demoralizing and just makes you want to give up. And that's the crux of basically what coaching is. It's working things around you, your lifestyle and what you can achieve. Um, And what's really important as well to touch on this is that what I think everyone needs to remember, including myself sometimes as well, is that what you achieved five years ago may not be manageable for you now. It's certainly not for me and I don't even have a family, but I've got a busy day job. I've got a busy coaching business that I'm so, so passionate about and want to put my all into. I've got a relationship that I've got to nurture and cultivate. God, I don't think I've ever used that. 
before nurturing and cultivating. And I've got two dogs who are literally like fucking children. One extremely reactive who needs further training um, and behaviour management. And one who is my sweet little ray of sunshine. But she is, you know, she's also quite a lot to handle. <laughs> literally turning this to a therapy session. <laughs> Turning it back into like my journey, for example, like I used to want to train like six days a week and I know it's not really optimal. Like I always say for at least two rest days a week, but I loved it. I thrived off it. It's all I want to do. Now, if you told me you've got to train six days a week, I'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. When? Like when is this going to happen? Um, so you've got to work out what's achievable for you and be realistic in that as well. And to achieve results, incredible results, you don't need to be doing as much as you think you may need to at all. And most importantly, wouldn't you rather do like as little as possible and achieve the results that you've always wanted? Because then it gives you time to spend it elsewhere, like with your family, with your friends, like with your with your dogs, if you're a dog lover like me, with your other half. And I am in a place in my health and fitness journey now where I do love going to the gym. Like, I can't lie. I think most of you know that. I do love going out for walks. Like, it is how I actually want to spend my time. But if that's not the case for all of you right now, then why do it? Why not do the bare minimum to achieve the results that that you want? Another thing that I want to touch on is the feeling of wanting to give up because you feel like you're failing. So this is very much where that all or nothing mentality can kind of come from um but the important thing is that you don't quit you don't give up because you're just gonna have to start again at some point and I know that when I was having a discussion with this client she's like oh maybe it isn't the right time maybe I started too early maybe I started too soon and all those feelings are perfectly valid but there will never be a perfect time. You will always have a testing child at a difficult age. You will always be super busy with work. You will always feel like you probably don't have any life balance. You will always have social occasions, holidays. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be some excuse. And it's about learning how to navigate your health and fitness journey around your life and realising that it doesn't have to be seven days a week at the gym, super restrictive, it can really add to your life. And that's exactly what, what what this should all do for every single one of you. It should add to your life, not take away. That's why I really put so much emphasis on the mindset side of things. Because once you can see in your morning routine, your evening routine, that you're so grateful and happy with what you're achieving, it kind of makes the whole like physicality side of things like a byproduct of how you feel and the results that you get and the habits that you cultivate is a byproduct of the work that you put in mentally in doing so. So yeah, so there were just a couple of tips there on how to manage overwhelm and that kind of like knee-jerk reaction of just sucking it all in because you weren't 100% perfect. Next question. Um, I've been weightlifting for two years now and also doing bits of cardio, such as walking, swimming and rowing, but I struggle to find the right balance between the two and how to incorporate both of them into a weekly routine. I also want to start running and want to find a way to do this while staying consistent with weightlifting. So basically, how to manage weightlifting with running slash cardio. So I would always prioritise your weightlifting first for optimal muscle building and physique goals. Most of you will want to quote unquote tone up and become stronger. And to do that, you are you I would you are going to need to lift weights. Stumbling over my words there. And running running and cardio should be used 
to, yeah, probably increase your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, but also to improve your cardiovascular health. So for this client in particular, um, I know that she trains four to five times a week. So I would always prioritize my strength training and implement this in first. So I would, for example, um, if you're training four to four, five times a week, I would train three times and then follow it with two runs. Um, if you wanted to implement, if you wanted to implement cardio into your workouts, I would do these after the strength training sessions as we want to go into these sessions with as much energy as possible so we can lift fucking heavy and with intent, which is then going to encourage prog- uh, progressive overload where we essentially tear and then build muscle, which alongside losing fat is going to help us achieve that quote-unquote tone look and the physique that we're after. Um, so yeah, I always encourage all my clients to do all the physical activities that they love, um, yoga, pole dancing, running, um, cycling, swimming, but I would always recommend to, what with what's feasible for you, try and strength train at least three times a week. And then if that's not feasible, then we'd look at doing maybe one full body in the gym, two upper two upper and then a lower body just so we know that all the muscle groups are hit for that side of things and then we can spend the time elsewhere with running etc so next question um i know we've had a lot of support around drinking in social occasions and navigating that i found so so helpful i think what i struggle with more is the stress wine after a hard day probably need to talk to frank and appreciate you're not an alcohol advisor but any tips on breaking that habit or how to plan the day so that it's more avoidable So I find this question actually quite tricky because I'm on like my own quote unquote journey with alcohol and I'm working on my relationship with alcohol. So I don't want to put any of my personal feelings onto you, but I'm going to try and answer this from two different perspectives. So you can absolutely have a wine in the evening after a stressful day and still be in line with your goals to lose fat. Um, it's 100% achievable to work into your habits, even if it's not. One a week after a stressful day isn't going to do much harm at all. And if it's something that's important to you, that's like a nice ritual that you have with yourself, then I certainly would never take that away from you. Same as I'd never tell anyone to stop eating chocolate or eating ice cream. Just different ways that you manage it, maybe in terms of the quantity. So instead of having like a couple of glasses of wine, have one, enjoy it. I said like make a ritual out of it and a really helpful hack that I saw this week was instead of getting like a bottle of like Prosecco or a bottle of red wine um get a mini bottle and have that in your weekly shop so you can get like for example if you were to if you if your ritual is you always have a glass of wine on a Friday evening after a stressful week then go and get that small bottle of wine and that is what you'll consume on that Friday evening instead of opening a full bottle and then probably ending up finishing it um which may not be in line with your fat loss goals as it you probably would well you would you would behave your calories for that day which would then have an impact on this but yeah crux of that is you can absolutely drink and still lose fat so that's kind of like that one side of it if you want to try and stop drinking in the evening um just for you want to cut back on drinking alcohol you don't think it's a healthy habit maybe you're like a little bit sober curious um i would try some habit changes and to be honest this can be quite applicable in most kind of emotional eating slash stress eating and drinking um situations so at the time that you would have that like stress wine 
or stressed chocolate, for example, but we'll stick with it as wine as I know this is what we're discussing. Um, implement something else instead. So don't just sit on the sofa sipping some water and craving that fucking glass of red wine because you're not giving yourself anything back you're just taking away so incorporate something else whether that's a really nice hot chocolate like the one that I make um sorry the one that I make because it's the best um a treat sized chocolate bar um and incorporate other things that will have that like similar unwinding effect whether you get into a good book you run yourself a bath get outside for a nice walk in in summertime obviously do a gentle yoga flow maybe some meditation um I love as like a substitute because I I have fell victim to this in the past and what I do is I have a bath and I love the like the CBD infused like kombucha drinks and like I mean it doesn't hit it doesn't hit the exact same but the ritual of like pouring myself a drink and I'll always go and like have it in the bath or like drink it with a book um it's like really really lovely And it's a really nice substitute if you are consciously trying to stop drinking. So that's kind of like two two options, two avenues that you could go down. Um, It is something I find really interesting. Um, I do love a good Sober Curious book. Uh, I stopped drinking for like four months. And it's the best I've ever fucking felt. But I am the drinker in the group. Like, I think when I told my friends that I didn't know if I was going to drink, honestly, I think it was like it was was a funeral. They're like, what? Beck, what's the matter? <laughs> um, so I do find this topic really, really interesting. I'm not, by any means, I'm not an alcoholic in any shape or form, um, but I do love a Bev and I am working on my relationship with alcohol at the moment and I'm quite happy to speak about that. And if anyone wants to ask further questions or I've got loads of like books that I find really interesting um, and like, you know, I'm very much into the science behind everything. Um, so yeah, just reach out if you ever want to chat about anything like that. So the next one, um, I feel I want to start afresh next week. I felt I was going positive and then it's gone backwards as I've been really unwell. I find it quite hard not to feel bad about it and come back from, but I'm really going to try and keep feeling motivated and to try to get that motivation to do some workouts too. Okay, so two things we can start, we can touch on here. One is illness. Um, I completely resonate with this at the moment. I've been ill for literally like 10 days, probably longer now. It's like 20 days of my life. Um, I haven't been to the gym in nearly two weeks, like a week and a half, which is quite a big thing for me is that I, that really helped me like mentally and it's a real big part of my routine. But just because I've got I've got this awful, awful cough, um, one, I don't want to spread it to people. I think it's really selfish. And two, um, most some days I can hardly like breathe. <laughs> it's not COVID, I did check. Um, so... Touching on illness, there's nothing that you can do when you're ill and all you can do, another saying that I love, is do the best you can in the situation that you're in. So you're not, your energy levels aren't going to be sky high. Um, one of my one-to-one clients has been really, really poorly this week and I've literally just checked, just looked at her check-in and she said how she has, she's, she's barely moved, she's literally been in bed, but she's focused on getting her water in and her fruit and veg a hundred percent bang on could not ask anything more and she's clearly working on her mindset in that time because she's not feeling guilty about it she's like it is what it is I needed to rest and next week we'll go again hopefully when I'm feeling better so don't feel guilty about 
feeling ill. It's a natural thing. It's perfectly normal. And resting is the best thing that you could do. The worst thing that you could do when you're ill is go and train because that is only going to extend your illness because you're not letting your body recover. And the next part of this question is the mindset side of things. Um, as I've touched on, you absolutely should not feel bad for being ill. And what I think is really important here is to focus on the phrase, I want to start afresh next week. Like you absolutely don't need to start afresh. Like this is like a continuation. It's a lifestyle now. You've been out for what? Four days? You've been out of action? Like you've still, you've still got the weekend. You've still got Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make positive changes in the right direction. Yet you might not be able to train. Yet you can't work out. But instead of, I know this client hasn't. So, but if someone wanted to just be like, oh, fuck it, I'll just sack it off till Monday. That's very much part of that, like, all or nothing mindset that we really want to change. And that's why I always say things like, do the best you can in the situation you're in. Something is always better than nothing. Um, it's those kind of phrases that you need to remember and repeat to yourself. And soon it, it, it will become part of your life. And you'll be like, right, it is what it is. I'll just do the best I can. And hopefully when I'm feeling better, I can do more. Instead of that, like, you know, feeling guilty and finding that it's quite difficult to come back from. So the final question answer today is, do you usually, (laughs) do you usually eat before training? I try to complete my workouts early. It's too early to be eating a great deal of anything, but sometimes get the feeling of low energy during workouts. Okay, so I, I don't personally, it is very a personal thing and what works for you. Um, I don't eat, I'll always be honest, I have a massive cup of coffee, um, I don't take anything like BCAs or pre-workouts, oh god, that's, sorry, Ash is under the dressing table and he's just, he's just re, he's just re-sat himself, always feature on the podcast is Asher, um, literally attached to me, um, and he's just farted at fucking reeks, Jesus Christ. Gosh, I'm going to wrap this up because I need to vacate the room. Oh, darling, what a smelly boy. Um, So, sorry, focus. Back to training. So, yeah, so I don't. I have a massive cup of coffee. I don't take BCAs. I don't take pre-workouts because essentially they they are literally, um, what they're called? It's just got this called caffeine in it. And I've also taken one before. And, like, my whole body went tingly and it was really gross. So it was <laughs> kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um... So for low energy, if you're like tired, coffee. If you're feeling fatigued, lightheaded, like you kind of know in yourself it's if it's, it's a food thing or a tiredness thing. If it's a food thing, uh, grab banana, piece of toast even, some rice cakes, um, on something quick that you can grab. Because as you, as you said, I know that you train, I know that this client in particular trains at six o'clock in the morning, I think five sometimes. Um, she beats me to the gym, that's for sure. But so yes, so I would get something quick, eat something you could eat in the car on the way to the gym, something that's not going to be like repeating on you, just something dead, dead light, just to line your stomach um, and get some food into you, food in you to get those sugar levels up. Fab, so that is a wrap for today, my lovelies. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Any further questions, I'm going to sneeze. Okay, I'm back. Um, any further questions, just reach out to me. If you are interested in my coaching, send me a little DM on Instagram at coach by becky or fill in the inquiry form in my bio to my group coaching girlies i cannot wait for our second check-in on sunday i hope everyone has a fabulous weekend and i'll speak to you all very very soon bye 
so much for listening to the Become Your Best Self podcast. Please rate and review the podcast, share this episode with any friends or family that you think may need it. Uh, I am under Coach by Becky on Instagram. If you'd like more information on how to work with me, the link to do so is in my bio.